You're listening to the Kitchen Obsessed Podcast. Every week, we discuss the challenges facing modern restaurant kitchens and the technologies to help solve them. Now, here's your host, Sean Shankle. Hi, everyone. This is season two of the Kitchen Obsessed Podcast. I am Sean Shankle. This podcast focuses on the evolving challenges facing restaurant kitchens in 2023 and beyond from the perspective of operators, technologists, and customers. As always, our goal is to make this podcast useful to operators, and to that end, please let us know what subjects you'd like discussed by emailing us at podcast at freshtechnology.com. As long as it has to do with operational and technological problems and solutions in and around the kitchen, we'll look at hosting an industry expert to discuss it. All right. Today, we are talking with Amin Yazdani, the CEO of Craver. Craver's mission is to empower thriving local economies by creating engagement between local restaurants and their customers. Craver's platform powers omni-channel ordering through their custom-branded mobile apps and kiosks, which help restaurants increase the lifetime value of their customers. Full disclosure, Fresh KDS and Craver are partners, and we're actually running a promotion for existing Fresh KDS customers who sign up for a Craver custom mobile app. If you're interested, you can learn more at freshkds.com. All right. Today, we'll be discussing emerging customer engagement strategies and restaurant technology trends. We'll discuss innovative strategies and technology that are shaping how customers prefer to interact with restaurants while emphasizing their impact on customer satisfaction and restaurant operations. I mean, it is great to have you. Great to be here, Sean. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. All right. As we get started, tell us a little bit about Craver, what you're doing and how you're helping restaurants. Absolutely. I think you covered it really well, but in, in a nutshell, what we do is that we help quick service restaurants get more guests, get those guests to come back more often, so increase frequency of their visits and orders, and get them to order more, increase the average ticket size. And through all of that, we help these local restaurants, local quick service restaurants really grow faster, become more profitable, become more sustainable, ultimately help them stay in their local economies and create diversification in their local scene for the, for the food. That is great. And you, I mean, you're having an impact, right? Um, you've got some great stats around um, how your customers are, how they're doing once they're on Craver. Tell us a little bit about those. Yeah, absolutely. So what we see is that on average, Craver customers are seeing 35 to 40% increase in the frequency of visit of their customers. That's average across all our customers. And they also see about 25 to 30% increase the average ticket size, average order size of their guests. What that means is that they see more value coming from their customers. Now, if you add that, so this is for existing customers. Now, if you add that to being able to bring more customers in, then they're creating an engine. They're going to help them grow, grow faster, grow more sustainably. That is great. And so what we'll do is we'll talk a little bit about, A, how, how you guys are doing at some specific steps, things that um, operators can really focus on. And then B, we'll talk about general trends as well. But before we do, I wanted to ask you, how did you guys land on SMB local and quick serve specifically? How did you land on that segment? Absolutely. And th this has started with us, like really we looked at this from where is the need. We know the Starbucks of the world, the McDonald's of the world are doing really, really well when it comes to the guest engagement technology. Starbucks, give you some stats. They did 56% of their orders through their mobile app last year. 
McDonald's was the most downloaded food app globally. Shake Shack was doing 60% of their orders through their digital, digital channels. So they're doing great. The reason is not that they're adopting technology, is that the technology is available to them to adopt. Now, when you look at quick service restaurants on the SMB and mid-market, especially on the SMB side, there is a lack of access to the technology. The same technology that is available to Starbucks is not available to that one, three, 10 location chain, local chain that is doing really great work that is a beloved chain in, in their community. They don't have access to the same technologies. And that's what we what we build our mission around helping them be successful. Okay, so that's good. So let me drill into this a little bit then. So I would assume that point of sale platforms, most of the SMB these days are going to be using your squares, your clovers, your spot-ons, your light speed. And most of them have onboard first-party ordering systems. Tell me a little bit about the difference when we talk about the access to the technology, say the the gap that would exist between what they can get with their cloud-based point of sale versus what you're talking about. Absolutely. And I think that's a really good point. A lot of our customers, what they are using, they're using one of the three main POS systems, the Square, Clover, Toast. Those are the three POS systems that we are integrated with. All three of those, they have their own online ordering solution. But the important piece is that these point of sale system, the way that they make money is usually through payment processing. And what that means is that what they care about is more payment to be processed through them. What they don't necessarily care about is how you get those customers to come in. That's, a, that's an area that we, we come in and we help. There is a gap between your customers when they come in and all the way when to when they place order. We're filling that gap with things like smooth ordering process, but not only that, getting the data from these customers, the way that they're ordering, the way that they're exploring your menu, all the way to figuring out what they would like, how can you sell more to them with via upsells, suggestive selling, all the way to getting those customers to come back more often via very a specific segmented targeting of all these users to help them to come back more through your own tools, through your own uh, first party solutions that are built by Craper, for example, with push notification. There is a gap in that segment of the segment. POS systems, they handle a lot of things very well, including having it, uh, building a cashier stand for you. They don't do a great job when it comes to the kitchens, but they try something. But then what, what what they do is that they're trying to make sure the process of taking orders is a smooth in person, but they don't really deal with getting those customers to come back more often or increase, increasing their average order size. Okay. So this is interesting too. So we know a lot of, even our mid-market and up, those customers, they're, they're investing in customer segmenting technologies, basically the CDPs crafting specialized messaging towards this specific either customer segment or even this specific customer. And so to understand you right, you're saying there's, there is a gap down at the small restaurant, the small local restaurant, the tool sets to do that aren't built in to the cloud point of sales that you'd mentioned. And so really to compete with even your mid-market chains and up, you guys are sort of filling that gap with Craver. Absolutely. And there are two things on that side that is important. One is the ability to segment your customers. And the second one is to be able to target them. Because 
I can, if I can just segment my customers and know there are 121 customers that have ordered a specific meal last week, if I can't action that, that's not a very useful tool for me. And that's where a lot of tools around segmentation, they stop. They will give you the information, but they don't give you an action. And that's an area that's that's sort of different. You, in order to have all of that together, you need to have a full loop of being able to gather the information, analyze them, and action that information. And really, that full loop is what's what's the differentiator for Cravers. That we close that full loop, and that's that's something that is fully missing when it comes to SMB. It's less available when it comes to mid-market, but there are tools that are out there. But the important part of it is that a lot of these tools, they focus on your ordering. And that's an important part because what you order says something about you. But what we have by owning the whole cycle is that we can gather information about the guest, about their buying habits, but also about their, their browsing habits. Which categories did they go to before they placed the order? Because the same categories that they go to and they don't place order from has as much information as the categories that they go to, the products that they go to and they order from. Yeah, that that makes sense. As we sort of evolve it to just general technology trends, availability, et cetera, I think what you're exposing, the gap that you have identified makes a lot of sense. And I can certainly see the need for restaurants, especially small ones, to have tools that are easy to use, that definitely manage the life cycle of the customer engagement journey to be able to better market to them. Could you tell us a couple of specific examples where, especially an SMB operator who may not be familiar with how valuable the tools to do the loop you're talking about, what they look like when they're successful? Absolutely. And I think one thing is super important, and that is the experiences that guests expect from the restaurants. If you go back 50 years ago, what you had was you go to the diner, it was your diner, everybody in the diner knew you, your coffee would, would be on your table, your meal is getting cooked before you even order it. That's the type of experiences that we expected long time ago from, from a dining experience. And so in this day of age of digital, the whole goal is that can we create the same level of personalization when it comes to ordering experiences? And can you do that at the scale? Because ultimately what you want to do is you want to create that type of experience for these customers because that's the emotion that you're going to invoke. That's the emotion that will bring loyalty. So I want, I want to start with that because that ultimately that's the goal of any of the tools. And to your point, the larger chains and even medium-sized restaurants have recognized this, which is why they're investing a lot of money in these types of tools. You can see that in the type of gamification in loyalty programs that are played, right? So gamification allows for that personalized experience where a customer can choose their own path or rewards, catering to different interests, engagement styles. And thereby increasing the program's appeal and effectiveness. Because of course, you can have a point per dollar rewards program. That will be the same for everyone. And that will be the bare minimum. But once you start gamifying and making it my program, making it what I would experience, even with things like probably everybody have seen it on Starbucks app, ability to order at specific times and get double points. You've ordered the latte this morning. 
order your second latte between 2 to 5 p.m., which is my downtime. I really want people to come and order at that point in time. And you're going to get 100 extra points. Like making it very unique and personalized. And that's an important part. Now, when it comes to a couple of experiences that our customer had with this, one good example is it's a pizza chain. I, I won't name them. What they've realized through the data that we provided for them was that once customers order their second order within the first two weeks of their first order. So the important part is not their first order. It's the second order and the time between the first and the second order. They increase the value of that customer in a year by $350. Yeah, I, and I can identify a specific trigger, like a behavior that triggers that will move a customer into into sort of like that next phase of customer, then I can double down on how do I reach more customers who look like that one. And and now when you have that piece of information, when you have that insight, the whole thing was that what can we build into our system to get those customers after their first order to place their second order within two weeks? And now with a pizza, we know usually trying to get them to order the next day is the wrong thing. So what we did, we created an automated push notification mechanism that focuses on customers that are placing their first order. First of all, on the first order, they had this discount for all the app users. So the first order, you get some discount. The second time, give them a discount that is only available for a week, but give them five days after they place the first order. For each one of the customers that are using that 20% discount, you're getting $350 extra for the first year. And of course, every year that continues beyond that. So that's one example what data can tell you. Yeah, I want to emphasize this in general. This type of granular analysis to understand if you can get an action done within this period of time and at what trigger point to nudge that action, it has a lot higher likelihood of converting ex-customers to being longer term customers. This is really important. The big brands are doing it. This is how software companies like ours, this is how we look at customers. We can get orders to screens to start seeing the value of fresh KDFs in a certain time period and they can get certain number of orders happening. They have a much higher likelihood of being happy with the product and enjoying the experience and therefore staying with the product a longer period of time. So we want to really focus our efforts in trying to get them to experience it. We want to remove any blockers, any friction we can so that they can experience it in that certain time frame. So this is really important for local operators, for small restaurant operators to wrap their heads around because this is the level of engagement that companies of all sizes in all kinds of different spheres are using to draw in, delight customers, retain customers. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. And that's the thing. You know, all the tech companies are doing that. And really the power is that the tech companies, probably your company, ours as well, we are using data scientists we're paying them a lot of money to just do all they're doing is that look at the data, figure out patterns. But for a small mom and pop shop, for a small operator, for that one, five, 10 location chain, they don't have the expertise. And that's where a tool like Craver comes in, but that's where the tools need to come in, giving those insights. Now, the actions that you can make from those inside, we can give you 10 different pieces of insight. One of them will be valuable. And that's the one that's going to change their business. Another example, I wanted to give you another example. I read a lot of gamification books before we started Craver. 
in gamification, they talk about a lot of different things. One of the things that just stood with me was the random rewards. And what that means is that everybody in life wants to make sense of why something happened. So if you make something random, people will try to recreate it because they want to understand why something happens. Now, put that in the ordering sphere. If you order from someplace and as soon as you order, it will open up the box and says, congratulations, you won a random rewards, $5 off your next order. Now, if you, if you have that randomness in the rewards program, which means that sometimes you're going to get it, sometimes you're not going to get it, then that will drive people to create a habit. They will place the order to get the rewards. And sometimes they get it. They're getting that shot of adrenaline in there. Sometimes they're not getting it, but now they're going to try again. So that's another case that will increase the frequency of visit, but just adding something as simple as that. It's not about giving everybody points. It's about creating that anticipation of reward. So that's another example that we had. One more example I will share here, and that's related to something that people are seeing, again, with bigger brands like Panera, for example. They have their subscription model. What we've run this program with one of our customers in LA, they added subscription to their coffee shop. And what they would do is that you pay a fee on a weekly or a monthly basis, and you would you can get a free coffee. I think they had it once an hour. So you can go once in the morning, once in the afternoon, multiple times a, a day, doesn't matter. And what we saw through that was the average frequency of once per week for their customer base before the program, once we added the program increased to five times per week for people that were, were coming in. They were paying a monthly fee to get coffee at this rate. So the average amount per customer when they moved to the subscription model, the um, average amount that they were spending per month increased, average time of that they were visiting increased. And as a result of that, they got busier in the afternoon, in the dead time, because that was a the time they were not getting people to come and order coffee. Now people are coming because I've already paid for it. I better go and use it. They're coming in. And of course, with a coffee in the afternoon, you want to get some sweets. Now you're paying for that. You're, like you're increasing their average order sizes easily. The other side effect is that you're not losing these customers to the other coffee shop around town because they've already paid for it. They better use it. Okay, this is great. So so you've just given us three examples of how using the data, customer behavior data, that these three brands have crafted very nuanced and specific programs to increase frequency, check size, and customers in general. Do me a favor now. Like if I were to ask, if we were talking to an operator, like here are a couple of broad things that you need to start looking for. Two or three specific new ways of thinking that mm -hmm. a local operator needs to embrace to start kind of wrapping their mind around how to tune their organization towards being able to create these types of offerings? I would put that in three categories. One is that what can give me more customers? The second one is that what can help me get them to come back more often? Third one is that what can help me get them to order more each time that they're visiting? So those are the three different categories. The first one, getting more guests. The first piece that they need to know is that how many guests that they have. Now, this is the big part that DoorDashes, Ubers of the world are tricking operators. They force operators to think in terms of 
number of orders. That's the wrong. In our thinking, you need to think about the number of guests that you have because that's the important piece. Because if there, if you have one guest that ordering from you 10 times, it's different than if you have 10 guests that each one of them are ordering from you once. So that's a big distinction. So if they can start, I think the starting point there is go and look at the data that you have in your POS systems and the third party tools that they have. If, if you have a first party product that people are ordering directly from you, however you can, Figure out your baseline. How many guests you have? How many new guests are you getting in a week or in a month? Because that's an area that you need to improve on. Ultimately, you want to get new guests to come through. There are multiple different ways to get that. Of course, advertisement, social media. There's a lot of different places that you can go to. And all of those will work. Word of mouth, we, I love that the best. The best experience that you get to your customers, they will going to bring their friends. They're going to talk about you. You, you can you can do that. So that's an important piece. The, but the first part of that is really the baseline. Where do I stand right now? Do I have my regulars that are coming in week after week or am I getting new customers into the door right now? So that's one part. The second part that you mentioned is the frequency. It starts from getting a baseline. Now, this is the tricky part because a lot of tools that restaurants are using, they might not give them the frequency of visit. But what you want to figure out is that an easy way of measuring this is figuring out how many orders you get versus how many guests. Divide the, the number of orders by the number of guests. It gives you an approximate number. It's not scientific, but at least it gives you something. And if you can draw a trend and see, okay, is this increasing or decreasing or staying the same? I think that will give you the baseline. Now, I think there are a ton of tools here that will help them increase their frequency. Rewards program. Everybody knows about rewards program. Rewards program, but one thing is super important. You need to have a consistent rewards program through all the different channels that you're selling. So what that means is that if I come in person and you ask me to have a stamp card, if I'm ordering online, I need to have a way to getting my stamps there as well, or vice versa. Have a consistent way of doing rewards. I think that's an important part. And it doesn't have to be very complex. So really, this is not about creating a very complex reward solution. Do it at points per dollar or points per order. That's the starting point. We can start there. On other ways of doing this, if you understand your customers and figure out what works for them, what they're ordering, customized coupons. Like a pizza place. If you have people that are ordering your meat pizza, don't promote a vegetarian pizza to them or vice versa, but have something that is personalized to them. Try to get them to come back more often. If you have more of a data set available, figure out if you can understand their buying behavior similar to what, what I mentioned around the pizza shop that we held. Is there a pattern that you can see in your customers? And can you go and boost that pattern? Getting the second order within the second week. Data is the key. So... Give me an example of how I would spot the pattern. Am I looking at specific guests and what they have ordered, say, from my online ordering system to see if on Thursdays they're ordering more meat pizzas or break down how I would go spot some of those patterns? The only way that you can spot patterns are by looking at a lot of data and trending that. Hopefully the, the tool that you're using are giving you some of these data, but try to look at the pattern week by week. For example, if you can look at your ordering patterns and you see that there's always a dip on Thursdays, then you can go and try to double down on that. Like why there's a dip on Thursday? 
why there's a peak on Friday. Maybe Friday is the night that everybody's ordering their pizzas. So can I help increase that? But then is there a way the same people that are ordering pizza on Friday, they might be interested in pizza on Thursday. They just don't know about it. Can I use that dip in my daily sales as a way of promoting more sales on Thursdays? So that's one way. The other part of it is going a little bit more granular. For example, if you can look at the, your list of customers and see who have ordered five times or more. Say, okay, they've ordered five times. What was the pattern? The time between the first and the fifth order? What was the pattern there? What was the time between the first and second order? Can you spot similarity and differences there? And really the insight comes from that side of it. And that's an area that we use to really go and look at the data in bulk to be able to figure out those type of insights. That is good. And as we wrap up, hey, this has been great. We're definitely talking about strategies that sort of the big brands are using. Those strategies work their way down into the SMB operators. They are innovative in the way that they're changing. And we, we've talked about some really good specifics. One of the things that I think is important, we know this, especially from a digital marketing standpoint, is trial and error. You know, once you spot some ideas or some things that you think may work, even if you try some experiments and they don't work, don't stop. Would you agree with that? Give me your thoughts on that. Absolutely. Because I, so I, I totally agree with that. I think the important part there is doing it one at a time. You can't run five different tests at the same time. Because if you run five tests, how do you know which one works? I think it's really important to do it slowly and do it deliberately. Really do one thing for a certain amount of time, set goals. Okay, this is what I'm doing right now. This is what I'm going to put behind it. Make sure that you're setting it up to succeed, but then be open for it to fail. I think that's an important part. And that's what we see with a lot of our customers. You need to try things. And then if it doesn't work, you need to say, okay, this didn't work. I need to try something else. Have your roster of five things, but then don't do that in parallel. Do them sequentially. That's great. Well, I mean, this has been a great conversation. It's exciting to think about these trends, especially they're, they're innovative and we're seeing it at the large restaurant level and that folks like Craver are bringing tools so that SMB operators can compete with the large brands. And really the thinking is to go deep in specific behaviors and then try to market and move the engagement needle with very, very specific steps of action that you try over and over again. Again, it was great to have you here. I mean, thank you so much. I'm excited about what you and Craver are doing. Thanks, Sean. It was great to be here. And like this type of conversations just flies by. So thank you so much for that great conversation. Absolutely. Thank you. And as always, everybody stay obsessed. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Kitchen Obsessed podcast. If you work in a restaurant and are interested in appearing on the podcast, send us an email at podcast at freshtechnology.com and tell us your story. We'll be back next week with more tips from the kitchen.